on Glenwood in downtown Raleigh. Uh, and we're going to be here for the entirety of the show. We're going to stick around for the Panther game. There's yep. a watch party. Uh, you should come out. Matter of fact, if you're here for the game, I'll be walking around. I might just pick up uh, dinner. Maybe I'll pick up a serving of wings or zingers for you and your crew, uh, whoever you're out here with. Again, it's the uh, the Carolina Ale House downtown on Glenwood. Make sure while you're here to try the new Cheetos specials. If you're feeling cheesy, try the Cheetos original wings. We had them at the office the other day. Yeah, you and Adam had them. Quite delicious. Quite delicious. So if you're going to be out here watching the game, it's a nice way to, no pun intended, spice up your watching experience. Ah. Uh, no pun intended, obviously. With that being said, the reason why we're here, the reason why we're having a watch party is because the Carolina Panthers are playing on Monday Night Football. Yes, 7-15 kickoff for those, by the way. Yeah, a little bit for earlier. One. A little bit earlier than normal. Not the normal 8-15, 7-15 kickoff. <laughs> I'm excited. This should be a fun one tonight, and we'll get into a little bit later on. Might that, be a must-win game. That, that, vo- that voice here is Dennis Cox. Yes. He'll be with us out here at the, uh, the Ale House. Graham Hill back at the studio keeping us up and running. Uh, let's just dive into it. Uh, Primetime debut for Bryce Young, which is hilarious to think about because I feel like we've, we've had Bryce Young in primetime so much in his college career, first time in the NFL. So I kind of want to raise this question. Does Monday Night Football rattle a quarterback who played at Alabama in some of the biggest venues and some of the biggest and craziest environments in college football? And I, and I answer it with, yes, it does, mm-hmm. Right. 102,000 people at Tennessee, you put up 49 points in a 52-49 loss is one thing. Monday night football against a divisional opponent like the New Orleans Saints is a completely other thing Um, for a few reasons. Uh, First, Bryce Young has been wildly polished, right? It's been very, you know, every time he speaks to the media, it feels planned. Uh, and that's no disrespect to him that he always says the right thing, right? There's a lot of athletes out there. We wish they would they would learn and just say the right thing. There's stop that. stop putting their foot in their mouth. Um, but it's it's the prime time element of Bryce Young has been very very polished. And there's one thing you can't do in the NFL, which is plan the way a game goes, right? Uh, when he's on Camp Confidential with the Panthers, it can be. Uh, only the best when he's doing interviews, he can be only the, the right things said when he's in preseason, he can say, well, that struggle that didn't affect us. We're keeping it vanilla in, in the NFL. It's, it's a, you know, you've heard the, the, the phrases, right? It's a productions based business. It's a results based business. It's what have you done for me lately? It, winning solves everything. There's nowhere to hide on Monday night football. No. So, regardless of all the positives we've heard about him, he's either going to play well or he's not going to play well tonight. And and everybody's going to be watching. And there's not going to be anywhere to hide. There's not going to be anything. It's like, oh, we played poorly, but he said the right thing after the game. I guess that'll be a small – if that happens, it'll be a small little silver lining. Yeah. But really, it's not. Uh, speaking of what I'm talking about, here's Frank Reich, his coach, talking about the, the humble nature of Bryce Young and how, again, kind of everything he says has been right. Uh, you know, the first time you talk to Bryce, you know he's he's a humble he's a humble man. You know, but you also know he's a man. You know that um, he has a he has a strong and uh, and and somewhat uh, in a good way, and I mean this in a complimentary way because all the good ones have it. You know, stubborn. You know, nature to him because right? that's what it takes sometimes to be great. 
And um, so he has that blend of confidence and humility that you're looking for. Yeah, but it's Monday night. Yeah. I, I keep coming back to that, right? Like, let, let's think of Bryce Young's history. Bryce Young's history is a California kid, right? And, and now correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, when he was growing up, and we're talking elementary school, middle school, early high school, the, the Alabama quarterbacks were not exactly the murderer's road that they've gotten to recently, right? The Jalen Hurts into Tua Tungo-Vailoa into Mac Brown. Sorry, <laughs> Mac Jones. I like mixing up my Macs. Yeah. Uh, into Mac Jones, and then finally, of course, Bryce Young. It wasn't that, right? It was A.J. McCarron. It was uh, Coker, Trickett. It was Greg John McElroy. Greg McElroy, John Parker Wilson, Brody Croyle, if you go back even further. Like, those guys are not going to be I – I don't think he dreamed of playing at Alabama. I think Alabama was a business decision. I think no. Alabama was, where am I most likely to get set up to be in the NFL? Where am I most likely set up to win a championship? So he chose Alabama. Um, he was not always committed to Alabama. I think he was actually committed to USC first. Um, so while not dreaming of Alabama, I got to play in some big events. I think every quarterback, every football player dreams of playing Monday night football. There's going to be that whoa moment. There's going to be that moment of, all right, I'm here. I'm playing against the Saints. I'm playing against Derek Carr, who's a California guy, right? And, and, and I watched him for a bunch of years. I'm playing against Cam Jordan. I'm playing against the Saints, right? I think there's going to be a moment where we're going to see if Monday night football will rattle him, and that's important. Brian Burns, his teammate, talked about uh, if Monday night football adds a little extra motivation. Oh, that's always a goal. Um, we have these primetime games, you know, um, everybody's watching, you know, even your peers, you know, because they're not playing on the Monday. So uh, that's always the goal is to show them what you can do and put the put the league on notice. But I want to put the league on notice more of a, of a defensive standpoint than just myself. Um, I want them to know how we are on defense, you know. There's Brian Burns. Of course, Monday Night Football is extra motivation. And Brian Burns has been in the league for a couple years. Yeah. He's played primetime games already. Hey, Graham, just a little heads up. Get some kind of a sounder for breaking news if you, if you can. Uh, I'm going to make one more point, then we're going to get to some breaking news. Uh, the last point, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to equate what Sam Howell did over the weekend. Okay. There's a few, I call them big boxes, that a quarterback has to check. All right. Right? You need to be physically good enough. You sure. need to make the throws. You need to be quick. There's the scheme, right? You, you need to be able to dissect a defense and then have defenses all adjust to you and then beat them anyway. Mm -hmm. And then there's this, this, the other thing, right? Some people call it it. Some people call it poise. Some people call it X factor. So I don't know what you call it, but it's where you stare adversity down, where you stare a big game down and you don't flinch. Sam Howell, I think, did a, did a lot towards proving he can do that over the weekend when he was down, what was it, 21 to 3 yes, to the Denver Broncos. And then, uh, again, threw in the... Uh, basically stared that down and said, I'm not going to go anywhere. I'm not going to play perfect, but I'm going to be good enough to win. Yeah. That's kind of that, hey, I'm a quarterback that doesn't wilt under pressure thing. Uh, Bryce Young gets a chance to do that tonight, right? It's Monday night football, divisional opponent. If you lose, you go down two games on everyone in the division. Uh, puts yourself in a really tough situation. You stare down that obstacle, we'll see how it goes, right? We'll, we'll see how, uh, if you've checked that box a little bit more today. Graham, let's hit that breaking news. Oh, it's downloading. So we'll just go ahead and say, burr, 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 breaking news. The Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes have restructured his agreement. There we go. 
I didn't give you enough heads up. But it, but it came through. Uh, Adam Schefter tweets out, the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes have restructured his agreement, giving him $210.6 million between 2023 and 2026, the most in NFL history over a four-season span. His compensation for those years is also now guaranteed. Also, the Chiefs and Mahomes plan to revisit the agreement after the 2026 season. As told to ESPN by Equity Sports CEO Chris Cabot, who negotiated the deal on behalf of Mahomes. Mahomes, I guess he was tired of watching all these guys get way more money than him. I guess he was tired of, wait, Joe Burrow got how much? Wait, wait, Justin Herbert got how much? Wait, Deshaun Watson got how much? Wait, Justin, uh, Jalen Hurts got how much? Lamar Jackson got how much? Russell Wilson got how much? We could go on and on. Aaron Rodgers got how much? And he played four snaps for him and he's going to get all that money? Uh, yeah, someone's got to pay me more. Oh, by the way, I'm out here running around with Sky Moore as my number one wide receiver. Right. Somebody's going to have to pay me. And the Chiefs said, sure, how much? So basically, they just shortened the deal. And gave him ter- a bunch just, more money. And they just basically just bloated all the money of the contract into that shortened deal. Essentially is what they did. And they'll revisit after 2026 so yeah. he can get another bite at the apple when he's still not quite, you know, deep into his 30s. Yeah, well, still be like, what, 31 at that point? He is going to be a very very rich person he is a very very rich person and he will continue to be a very very rich person north carolina did not have a lazy that's a segue in yeah. the business they did not have a lazy saturday they had a, a big 10 matchup saturday and and they beat a big 10 team by three scores now what i'm about to say you could frame as some kind of a compliment okay. uh they beat a big team big 10 team by three scores I still think they left quite a bit of change on the table. I Hmm. think they have uh, significantly higher potential than what they showed. They still have some gas in the tank. Um, Drake May threw for 414 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. And to me, that kind of shows exactly what is possible, right? He made some throws, some throws, that there's probably two or three quarterbacks in college football that could have made those throws. And there might only be 10 on the planet, including the NFL, that could have made those throws. 10 might be pushing it, but you get what I'm saying. Wildly impressive throws. Um, And if you have a guy that can do that, their offense is not living up to the potential of of having that, right? It's, it's, yeah, you won by three scores. You were in a Lamborghini, they were in a a Civic, right? It's no disrespect to Civics, but you, you, you should win, you should lap them. Yeah, right. Sure. And, and and you won by three scores, which is good, but it didn't feel dominant. Nate McCollum had 15 catches for 165 yards and a touchdown. It's a good day. That's a great day. That's number one receiver day. That's oh, maybe we shouldn't have spent as much time on the Des Walker stuff and focus on the guys that we have because we might have an NFL guy here right now. Mac Brown, the head coach. Here's some audio on him keeping his team uncomfortable this season. Absolutely, we we won the coastal and didn't win another game because we hadn't won the Coastal in a long time. We won nine. We hadn't won nine in a long time, so we got comfortable. And you can't, you can't get comfortable in life. You can't get com- and, and football is a microcosm of life. That's what it is. And you can't, you can't get comfortable. You've got to go back to work. So uh, we'll see this week. I know Pitt's going to play hard, and I know they're going to play well. I don't know about us. I think we will, and I'm going to be really disappointed if we don't. But but we that's it's something. Last time we were at this place, we didn't play very well. So it's it's something that we we need to do. We haven't done well. First of all, very coach speak there. Very much. 
I, I know they're going to play well. I don't know if we will. Well, you know your team a lot better than you know their team. Right, <laughs> How yeah. are you definitive about Pitt and not about your own squad? Um, better hope your team plays well or plays hard. Plays hard, plays well. I mean, it's and, – and let's be real, Pitt's not scary. Um, here's the thing. I'm getting real close to getting mad about this Tez Walker thing. All right. They walked in with Tez Walker shirts again. I'm, if I'm Tez Walker – I'm looking at the team and saying, guys, I'll be fine. <laughs> like, stop checking up on me. I'm good. Am I mad? Yeah. Was I mad at the NCAA? Yeah. Was it a bad decision? Yeah. But I'm like, I'm upright. I'm walking. I'm working out. I'm, I'm getting better. I'll be back next year. Mm-hmm. You guys got to take care of business. I'm getting real close to saying, stop it, NC- or UNC. The NCAA messed up. That doesn't give you the the right to just – hang up on one thing for the rest of eternity your your offense has not lived up to potential it's not to say it hasn't been good it's been good but it should be better than good when you have the talent you have on offense and i don't care if british brooks is hurt marion hampton's fine if marion hampton's not getting it going the passing game like you have the 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 answers right they take this away you should be good here they take that away you should be good here the, the, stop letting something else affect your on the field play mm-hmm. Drake May should be, I mean, what is he, through three games, four touchdowns? Yeah. He's the second kind of consensus, second most talented quarterback out there right now behind only Caleb Williams. And there are some that have said, hey, you know, some talent evaluators might even have Drake over Caleb Williams. He has four touchdown passes through three games. And, yes, you've played a more difficult schedule than some, but – you have the second most talented quarterback, uh, as everyone agrees on, in the in the NCAA, not in the ACC, not in the state of North Carolina, in the country, according to talent evaluators. Something is holding back your offense, and it's I mean, against a Big Ten team, Nate McCollum had 15 catches for 165 yards and a touchdown. So I don't think you can say, "Oh, we're missing a difference maker at wide receiver." You got one, at least he did in that game. Two touchdowns in that game, not enough. Not being dominant, and I'm talking eye test now. You win by three scores, it feels dominant, right? On paper, it's dominant. But sometimes the box score doesn't doesn't tell the, the whole story. Sometimes you look at it and you go, all right. Yeah, you won. It was Minnesota. Mm-hmm. If it was Ohio State, it'd be one thing. I don't, I don't, Different I, story. I, uh, style points don't matter against some teams. Against Minnesota, they do. I want them I want them to take the speed governor off and let it roll. Right? I want to hear the engine rev a little bit. That's what I want to hear. 